Please turn your Bibles to Philippians chapter 3. No surprise there. That's our foundational scripture for the overall series. So let's begin there. Remember again that we're talking about God calling us to higher things or a higher life. What the Apostle Paul calls the high calling of God. And that's again found here in Philippians chapter 3 and verses 13 and 14. So let's begin there. Uh, I just want to read a few selected parts from those verses. Remember the Apostle Paul says, Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to, th- to those things which are ahead. This is one of those times we really need to forget what's behind. When we, when we <laughs> approach this particular subtopic, you really need to let go. All right, of whatever, whatever has gone wrong in the past, you need to let go of it. And he says, verse 14, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call or the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We see from this that there is a high life that God has called us to and what the Apostle Paul calls the high calling of God. It is a life that we are to aspire to and which now includes being resilient. Today we're going to be talking about Living a resilient life. Well, what does that mean? Well, let me tell you. It's the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. You know, God gave me this word. I said, what are we doing next? He goes, how to be resilient. I said, what does that mean? I, you know, I'll just admit it. I didn't know what that meant. I I thought that sounds good, but what is it? (laughs) You know, really. How many times have you used a word and you didn't really know what it meant? Oh, be honest now. Like somebody once said, tell the truth and shame the devil, you know. Anyway, never mind. Okay. <laughs> I looked it up. I, this happened with Pastor Verity as well, resplendent or something. And she said, oh, I got this word. I don't know what it is. I got to go check this out. It was beautiful. It was wonderful. So I got the word resilient. It wasn't as good as her word, but never mind, you know. Who's, who's comparing? But anyway. Anyway, so <laughs> but I looked it up and I thought, wow, okay. Because the first word I got was tough. I was thinking God said, you know, my, my people need to learn to be tough. So, but then I got this word. So listen to the dictionary. It says the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. And then it says toughness. I thought, oh, we're on the right track. And it says it's, it is also the ability of a substance... Or object to spring back into shape. I really love that. You know, as opposed to being bent out of shape. (laughs) We spring back into shape. You know, and this is the whole thing. This is what this is talking about. We recover quickly. The ability, the capacity to recover quickly. So I'm excited. I don't care about you, but I'm, <laughs> I do care about you. That's the whole reason I'm here. Okay, I do care about you. <laughs> okay. The word, <laughs> the word resilient is best found, I, I just think the best verse of Scripture, and this is going to be our foundational Scripture for this section, is fo- it's found in Micah chapter 7 and verse 8, the first part of it. Micah 7, 8. I want you to... Memorize this scripture. I want this to be a scripture that jumps out in, on the inside of you. Whenever you are having, you're going through a difficult time, you're having a problem. I want this scripture just to be there and just bounce out. Okay? Hallelujah. Micah 7.8 says, do not rejoice over me, my enemy. Don't be happy. He says, when I fall, I will arise. Oh, Hallelujah. Did you hear that? 
I want you to hear these words. When I fall, I will arise. I won't sit there and think, now will I get up? And you know, I mean, look at this. No, no, okay? Your, this is your attitude. When I fall, I will arise. End of story. This is similar to Proverbs 24 and verse 16. That says, for a righteous man or woman may fall seven times and rise again. So, in other words, it says, you may fall over and over again, but you will rise again. You will rise again. But I like Micah because it's personal. It says I. I like that. It says, when I fall, I will, I will arise. Notice that it doesn't say, if I fall. Hmm? It says, when I fall. That's extremely significant. Because any endeavor in life will have its share of setbacks. You know, I, I, you know when we were starting a lot of things, and we, 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 gosh, we're doing a lot of things at the moment. But uh, you know, I was talking to Sarah, and I said to her, because she said, what if I get this wrong? I said, you will. <laughs> I wasn't speaking faith. That's how it is. I said, you know, otherwise, we, everything we start, we'll just get right, the whole t you know, right from the beginning. It's never that way. The guy that invented the light bulb got it wrong a thousand times. You know, a reporter was talking to him and said, what if you didn't get it right the thousand and first time? He said, I wouldn't be talking to you. I'd be still in there, not wasting my time here with you. He was one of those kind of people, you know, just going to slap you in the face. So <laughs> but the thing is, you know, see, this is, this is an attitude. <clears throat> And understand something, please, 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 and you especially who's watching online, please don't think that this is God testing you or trying you or anything like that. Because this isn't God trying to teach us something. We can learn something from this, but it, this isn't Him trying to teach us something. Listen to me. We live in a fallen world. Do you all know that? Have you all figured that one out yet? Do you also know that there's a devil? <laughs> He's out there. Jesus, you know, go to ten, John 10.10. 10. That's where we got the name of the church from, by the way. John 10.10. 10. I, I, just, I just want to give you the first part of the verse. Jesus identifies this and he says the thief, John 10.10. 10, he says the thief comes not but for to steal, to kill, to destroy. That's what he comes for. He is coming to ruin your life. He said, I have come to give you life and life more abundantly or a full life. Okay, that's why we call it full life. But understand something. We're in a hostile environment. We are living in a world that has fallen. People that say God is in control doesn't understand that if he was in control, things wouldn't be this way. He said, let them have dominion. He didn't say, I'm going to have dominion. People still don't read that. People still don't get Genesis 1.26. They still don't get that God turned it over to man and said, let them have dominion. I read a commentary once that put it so well. It said it this way, let them have dominion the way I have dominion in heaven. Let them have dominion in the earth. And in fact, it meant this entire realm. We hadn't even got past this planet yet. Mm. See, because he said, let, let us make man in our image, our likeness. Did you understand that? Let us, God, in plural form, make something like us. 
and put it in another realm and say, you be like us in this realm, like we are in this realm over here. You be in the natural like we are in the spiritual. And we messed it up. And re- that's what redemption is all about, is to bring us back, but not to where we left off, because that place has been taken to a higher place, seated with Christ in heavenly places. Ooh, that was a higher place. <laughs> anyway, that's not today. But you need to know that for today, all right? Added to this, the Apostle Paul, go, uh, Paul calls Satan the god of this world, or evil world, really. I really like that. He says he's the god of this evil world in 2 Corinthians 4, 4. And why he goes on to say in Ephesians 6, verses 11 and 12, put on the whole armor of God. That was it. <laughs> People are trying to write this. 2 Corinthians 4, 4 tells us that, <laughs> okay, that the, the, the devil is a god of this evil world. So you need to understand, it's a little g, okay, it's not a big g. But you need to understand that there is a system that is in operation that is evil. That you are struggling against, that you are fighting against. So not only has this planet fallen, but there are systems in this planet that are there to pull you down as well. Uh, really, you know, rowing up, anyway, you know, upstream. Anyway, it's, and that's the reason why Ephesians 6.11 the Apostle Paul says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles, the schemes, the strategies, the, str- the tricks of the devil. All of this has been arrayed against you. When I fall, I will arise. I don't care what this guy does, I'm going to get back up. Do you really need to have this, family. And that's why he says, and notice in verse 12, he says that we do have a fight. He says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we do wrestle. And he gives us a whole list of things that we fight against. Not going to go into it right now. So I've said that no matter how the devil tricks us, where he may trip us up, hello, we must learn to be resilient, bounce back, and say with passion, and conviction, when I fall, I will arise. I want this to echo on the inside of you. Next time something happens, this will just jump out of you. You'll hear my little voice going, when I fall, I will arise. I won't stay on the ground and and count tiles. (laughs) Amen. I will arise. Hallelujah. (laughs) So... That's what needs to be in the forefront of our mind, family. You, you cannot have, will I arise? That's not even a choice you're given. It's never, will I arise? It's, I will. Amen. Amen. This is an act of will. One that chooses to never give up. Especially since 2 Corinthians 2.14. Let's look at that one. I won't race through that one. Second Corinthians 2.14 says, the first part, I love this. He says, now thanks be unto God. This is now something you can thank God for, okay? Don't thank him for all the bad stuff, but you can thank him for this. He says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ. You want to thank God for something? Thank God for this. Amen. You might say, what's so exciting about that? Well, let me tell you what triumph means. You all ready? Okay, all right. <laughs> in, the, in the Greek, the word triumph in the original text means to conquer, have victory, and triumph over. To conquer, we are more than conquerors. To conquer, to have victory, 
That, does, that means that we should overcome whatever problems are put before us. It doesn't mean you're going to win the first time around. I told you, you will fall. You will make mistakes. If any endeavor that you begin, you know, understand as much as, I mean, I'm a man of faith, okay? <laughs> All right? I believe God, but I know I, number one, live in a fallen world. Number two, I don't hear God perfectly all the time. <gasps> That's right. I'm sorry to burst your bubble. But I don't always get it right. And neither will you. And for those reasons, it, you're, not, you're not failing or falling because God led you astray. Because, you know, what God had planned, he kind of didn't think it through really well. And he goes, oh, sorry, I, I didn't see that. I'll come back, we'll try it again. <laughs> it's, never the, it's always us. It's always on our side. Something went wrong. Do you hear me? And so I know that. I understand that. Don't you have faith? Yeah, but I'm, I'm not stupid either. You know, the Bible talks about faith and it also talks about wisdom. Amen. You need to be wise. You need to know. You know, as you grow in the Lord, you will find that you're doing more and more right. And you're making less and less provision for things to go wrong because you have a greater confidence. You're hearing God more. You know how to talk to God. Amen. And you, you, you're getting this, you know, you, you, you're going from being a GP, you know, to one of those heart surgeons and brain surgeons. You're very, very particular. You can do things so skillfully. You hear God to such a degree that you can do exceptional things. But it's a journey. Don't look at that person and look at yourself and go, I'm going to do that. <laughs> I'll be praying for you very soon. Or you'll hear this message and you will arise. <laughs> okay? Either way, family, listen to me. Listen, there is faith. And I'm teaching on faith, by the way. And if you're not watching it, just get on in line and watch it. Okay? But I'm teaching on faith right now. And I, you know, I believe, I believe that God has given us, given us the capacity to do everything. We need to get to that place where we believe that. Jesus said, all things are possible to him that believes because let them have dominion. Let nothing on this planet ever overcome them. They will overcome everything. It was a sad day when we fell. We're back. Hallelujah. We're back. So, back to this. Notice again, he says, thanks be unto God. Do you know what this tells us? We can thank God for this. This is one of those faith things that you do. By faith, you go, thank you, God, that you always... You, I'm going to talk about making these things confessions, okay? But this is where you can say, thank you, God. You always cause me to triumph, to overcome, to conquer, to win in any situation. Thank you, Lord. Just keep at it. Just keep... You, see... It's when you start talking to yourself in the negative that everything starts falling apart. It's when you start doubting yourself and saying, what, what's wrong and what did I do wrong? You know, if you ever get to the what did I do wrong part, go to 1 John 1, 9 straight away. Don't play with that at all. You just go, 1 John 1, 9, if we confess or acknowledge our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sin, cleanse us from all unrighteousness, which means I'm back into a place of perfect righteousness and sinlessness before God. So let's move, let's move from this point on and not stay there and kind of figure out what went wrong. 
Do you understand? So we need to, we really need to understand this. We really need to get to the place where we straight away, if the devil brings up anything, if he reminds us of something, say, oh, thank you. I forgot about that. And go and confess and get it out and say, thank you for that. Now, come over here. Let me beat you. No, <laughs> because you're back in a place of perfect righteousness. You're back in a place where you are now in authority. And whatever he had over you only lasted as long as if he just kept his mouth shut. You know, he's so stupid. But see, this is the problem. He, he loses coming or going. And it needs to be that way. But only if you have this wisdom. Only when you know this. There are so many Christians get caught in that and they're stuck there. And they're in counseling for the rest of their life. Anyway, let's get back to this. Let's move on. In order to experience this, we need to do, as the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 13. I'm going to give you um, a word. I'm going to add a word from another translation. I'm reading from the New King James Version. But I found another translation had a, another word in there as well. Because, the, you know, we don't have enough English words to describe what's being said in the Greek and the Hebrew. Our language is so limited. So I do my best. He says that, watch, stand fast in the faith. Stand fast in the faith. He says, be brave. The New Living Translation says, be courageous. Oh, I like that. Be brave. Be courageous. Be strong. Does that sound like, when I fall, I will arise? Amen? You be brave. See, People think that bravery is the absence of fear. Bravery is when you do something in spite of whatever fear that's in there. Do you hear me? You just say, no, what I need to do, I need to do. And God doesn't, it doesn't matter what's going on inside of me. I know you're on my side. Amen. So you and me, God, we're going to go do this now. If you've called me, if you see, whoever God calls, he will equip. Amen. We need to know that. We need to know that he's not going to tell you to do something without equipping you to do it. Absolutely. And being with you every step of the way. See, I know that. I know whenever I go out there that he's with me. He never leaves me. We'll look at that verse in a minute, in fact. He never leaves me, never forsakes me. All right. So... This is the way, now listen carefully, okay? This is the way we build resilience. And can I add the word emotional resilience? Because I think that's where it falls apart. Okay? It's an emotional resilience. Which happens to be the key to living a healthy, successful life. And it is your level of resilience that determines your ability to recover from failure and hardship. Do you want to say all that again? Let me say it again. The key to living a healthy life or a successful life is to build resilience. That's the key, okay? And your, it is your level of resilience that determines, your level of resilience that determines your ability to recover from any kind of failure or hardship. Your level of resilience. Some... People have resilience down here on the floor. And the littlest thing that happened, they're like, 
There we go. What happened? <laughs> Others, it takes a lot more to knock them down. And then there are those that stand there and, well, I mean, you can just hammer away. And they're kind of smiling and going, is that all you got? Or as Captain America says, I can do this all day. You know, <laughs> I mean, you just beat him up and do whatever. He goes, I can do this all day. I just love that. That's resilience. Amen. You know, we should be leading the way with this because we have God on our side. We have God on the inside of us. First John 4, 4, greater is he who is in you than he that's in the world. We have the armor of God on the outside. Come on, man. You know, he's, his armor, his presence on the inside, his weapons, his angels, his Holy Spirit. What more do you want? I need counseling. Oh, okay. Here's your counseling. You got him on the inside of you. You got his armor. You have his weapons. You have his angels. You got the blood. You got the ability to confess a sin and get rid of it immediately. Amen. I mean, when you fall, you will arise. You know, it's like the little Nazi. You will arise. There's no question. <laughs> okay. Get up. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. Back to this. All right. <laughs> This is hard work, man. This is hard work. All right, all right, right. Let's continue. <laughs> That's the reason that God himself says in Joshua 1, 9, which applies to us, especially in, t in the times that we live in. He says, have I not commanded you to be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you. He says all of that on the basis that he is with you. Yeah, but brother, that's in the Old Testament. Oh, you want New Testament? I'll give you New Testament. Go to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 13. You know, always somebody jumps out and says, it's Old Testament. You know, all that stuff belongs to us. Do you know that? If you are Christ, then are you Abraham's seed? Huh? And all the promises are yours. We get, you know, it's unfair, but we get all of theirs and ours. We got stuff they didn't have. We get theirs and ours. You know, we get the whole thing. What are you complaining about? <laughs> Hebrews 13.5. <laughs> New Testament. It says, let, <laughs> let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Is that enough? Are we <laughs> Okay. You all know he's with you. All right. And that's why you can be courageous. That's why you can be strong. That's why God says to you, listen, I'm there. You know, how much more do you want? I mean, he is as big as they come. There's nobody bigger on the, you know, in the block than him. You know, you know what I'm trying to say, okay? Anything that comes against you is smaller than him. You know, that's what happened with the spies when they went out to spy the land. There were all leaders, by the way. I don't know if you know this or not. The 12 spies, there were 12 leaders. 12 tribes. 12 tribes, okay? 12 leaders went out. 10 leaders came back with what they called an evil report. They said, we can't do it. They said, yes, God was right. It's, it's a land that flows with milk and honey. But, but, but. There's always a but in the way. <laughs> he says, but there's giants. And they started complaining. And they said, where's grasshoppers in their sight? And in our own sight, then, they said. And that's the problem. 
doesn't matter if you're a grasshopper on the outside, you need to be a giant on the inside. But when you become a grasshopper on the inside, we have problems now. Okay? <laughs> like somebody said, nobody ever swerved their car to miss a grasshopper. <laughs> Never mind. I'll let you do with that as you want. Anyway. <laughs> but two, two came back. Just letting you know. Two came back with a, with a report and they said, let us go immediately. We are well able. Do you know why? Because they said, God can do this. They measured their problem against God and said, are you kidding me? Those guys better say their prayers because they're going down. And 10 of them said no. You find out when Joshua gets, gets into the land, when they go and you know, live at Rahab you know, the, the house. <laughs> she was of questionable um, reputation. Anyway, okay, <laughs> she was at, they went to stay at her house. And you know what she said? Our hearts failed within us when we heard what your God did to all of those Egyptians, and we were scared. Isn't it sad? This whole city was scared, waiting for them to come, and God said, I've taken care of it. They're all shaking in their boots. And what did they do? Oh, we can't do this. I know you can't do it, but God's already done it. Just forget about your fear. Just walk in there. there it's ready. Whatever you need to do, it's ready. Just listen to what I have to say. Might have to march around a couple of times. Might have to praise me a little bit. We'll get there. <laughs> Amen? All right. So, even Psalms, the psalmist says in Psalm 31 and verse 24, he says, So be strong and take courage, all you who put your hope in the Lord. That's from the New Living Translation. Be strong and take courage. Be strong. That's again Psalm 31, 24. Be, be strong and take courage, all who put your hope in the Lord. You know, these scriptures, I've said this before, they need to be turned into confessions for them to work for you. You need to say, I will be strong. Do you hear me? Not will I be strong, I will be strong. You need to start doing this because whatever you speak into yourself, you're Self will start to respond to that. If you tell yourself, well, I'm going to go down, self will go, okay, we'll do everything to make you go down. If you say we're going up, then self will say, do you know that's called self-talk? Do you know athletes use that? Athletes have this in there. You know, they have a little thing going on on the inside of their brain, and they look around and think, I don't know why this guy even turned up, because I'm going to win. I mean, go home, dude, just go home. That's a, you have to be that way. The one that turns up and goes, oh, I wonder. <laughs> Keep wondering because you're not going to get there. <laughs> the, one <that's laughs> the one that's there going, I'm winning this. I don't care what anybody else does. I don't care. I'm not going to trip. I'm not going to fall. I'm going to get there. I will cross that line. That's what's going on on the inside of them. You know, and then Christians go, well, Lord, I'll see if I want to run in the race. And it says, and Paul says, dude, you're already in a race. You don't get to choose that. You're already in one. Now run, <laughs> okay? And set your goal. And, and run to win. Don't run to place. Too many Christians. Anyway. All right, back to this. <clears throat> I've got some confessions here. I've, I've got from the verses that we read, I've got, I will be strong, I will be courageous. 
because I know that my God is with me wherever I go. And even if and when I do trip and fall, I will say with the Apostle Paul in Romans 8.18, it's Romans 8.18, okay? For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in me. It says us, I'm putting me in. Amen? I mean, it's not even going to be compared to what's coming. Don't get to heaven and go on. Nuts, I wish I, didn't, I did better. Not if you were sitting here listening to me. Shame on you. <laughs> okay? It's okay if you're not in the church and nobody told you any of this. Stuff. Fair enough. <laughs> but I'm telling you, man. I, listen, listen, listen. Really? Five minutes? I got three pages to go. Anyway, this is going to be part two next week. Um, <laughs> you, nobody's going to come, huh? Y'all fell and didn't arise. No, <laughs> no. You, you will all be here. You will all be here. Amen. And more as I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen, <laughs> we need to have an attitude about this. This is an attitude. I'm trying to put an attitude on the inside of you. I need you to make confessions. I need you to begin to understand that God, and this is what I've started to tell you before, that God designed and destined us to live this way. This is not me trying to convince you to live a certain way that is foreign to you. Can I just say, it's, we are fish out of waters in the world. All I'm doing is I'm taking you and putting you back in the ocean. You're struggling out here because you don't, you, you don't feel like you're fit. That's because you're in the wrong environment. You've been lied to. You belong somewhere. And in that realm, you will begin to excel in ways that you can't even imagine. Hallelujah. Are you with me? I'm not saying anything to you that you can't do. All I'm doing is revealing to you what's already in there. I'm here to tell you the truth. You shall know the truth, and only when you know the truth shall that truth make you free. Amen? And I pray that you're just getting to know this more and more. And you, you, I pray that over the next couple of weeks, I don't know, it might go for three weeks. We'll see how we go. But you begin to build resilience on the inside. That word will become synonymous with you. They think Verity, they think resilience. They think Jamie, they think resilience. You know, they think Vandana, they think res resilience. Put your name in there if I miss you, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> they think Michelle, and they think resilience. Okay, I'll go through the whole church. No. <laughs> okay. Listen, listen, man. Instead of looking at you and going, oh, here comes all whatever, down in the mouth, they need to see us as the solution, not the problem. Amen. I, I've run out of time. I have to behave myself because I keep going over time. Yeah, oh, okay. Where did that sign come from? No. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> That's an interesting drawing. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> let's, let's continue. Let's continue. Galatians chapter 6, a little bit more. Okay, I got three minutes apparently. All right, Galatians 6, 9. So this is how you build resilience. It is a process which takes time and effort. 
and why the Apostle Paul says in Galatians 6, 9, let us not be weary in well-doing. Let us not be weary in well-doing. When do we get weary? When we think, what's the point? You know, what's the point of fighting and yada, yada, yada. It's his, he says, don't ever get to that place where you're weary. Watch, he says, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. You know that is for anything and everything in your life. You begin to build faith and you will reap faith. I mean, you will begin to move mountains. Hallelujah. You start to build resilience and there will come a time when, I mean, the devil will look at you and go, forget it. For, absolutely forget it. There's just no way you're ever going to knock that guy down or that girl. Because they just won't go down. They're too stupid. To, <laughs> okay? You need to be that. We're going to look at that in... in I was going to look at that today, but I, I'm not going to get, through, get to it. But, you know, remember the widow, the unjust judge? We will look at that next time, okay? In Luke chapter 18. I mean, she just didn't take no for an answer. I, at the end, and we, we'll look at that, okay? At the end, and just you get the highlights of coming, what's coming next week. But at the end, Jesus says, listen to what the unjust judge said. So you got to go back and look at what he actually said. He goes, I can't believe this woman. I better do something because she just won't give up. I mean, she, you know, she's like one of those dogs that just gets her teeth into something, won't let go. And be, we need to be the same way. We need to be those kind of people that I tell you, God tells us there, that's it. That's all we want to know, which direction. When he says jump, we go, yep, how high? Hallelujah. And I've run out of time. And let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you today for your word. And I thank you, Lord, for this revelation and this message. And I just thank you, Father, that everybody in the sound of my voice, Lord, I say of them that they are not forgetful hearers, but doers of the word. And in doing, they will be blessed. They will become resilient. They will become a nightmare to the devil and a blessing to everyone around them. In Jesus' name, amen.